Hello, this is Chuck Solomon, and welcome to the Candidate Experience Podcast, where we focus on the job candidate journey from apply to onboard and the space in between. Let's get started. care about the candidate experience, but have you ever wondered exactly how to bring your company to that next level and offer a world-class experience to your candidates? It's not easy. Fortunately, Candidate.FYI can help. Their solution guides candidates through your hiring journey, enhancing transparency and communication at every touchpoint. You'll also gain valuable insights on what's working and what's not with your hiring process. Best of all, it integrates directly with your ATS. Head on over to candidate.fyi and see how to transform your company's candidate experience today. Welcome to the High Touch and High Tech episode where Alphonse Sterk, Senior Director of Recruiting Technology at BCG, is my special guest. Alphonse shares some great insights on improving the candidate journey for both companies and recruiting teams, as well as job seekers. We cover a number of important topics in this episode, including burnout, artificial intelligence, tech layoffs, communications, and even where to find a great chicken sandwich in Bozeman, Montana. Enjoy. Hey, Alphonse, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, I am, I'm a little bit jealous. I learned that you're in Bozeman, Montana, and that's one of my favorite places. So I've only, I've only been once, but I've hoped to get back there. You're in definitely an, an outdoor playground. It, it definitely is. And actually, it is summer now. We had winter until three weeks ago. We had spring for about two days, but now it's nice and warm. And I just love it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I had, I totally forget the name of the restaurant. It was like a brewery that they served the best chicken sandwich there. I totally forget the name of it, but we liked it so much. We actually went back two days in a row and got the same exact thing. So that's how, I, that's how I remember Bozeman is this chicken sandwich. And I wish I remembered the name of the brewery, but it was, the beer was pretty good too, but I remember that chicken sandwich. So if it, if it comes back to let me know, I will, I will check it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Before we get started, can you share with listeners a little bit about yourself and your current role at your current company? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So my name is Alphonse Sterk. I'm currently Senior Director for Recruiting Technology and Candidate Experience at BCG, Boston Consulting Group. And in that role, I'm, I'm basically overseeing all the technology we use within the recruiting process. So the ATS, the CRM assessment tools, candidate experiences that we build on our own on top of that, and, and the whole portfolio that recruiters are using. I've been I've been around the block for quite a while. I've been in the industry for some 20 years, PCG sure. currently, as I mentioned, and was with Amazon before, Microsoft before, and always in the space of product, and, and I love that time in recruiting technology. Yeah. Do you... Do you recall like what got you working in the talent space? 
I, I do. It, it somewhat it somewhat happened accidentally to some degree. But then if I were Steve Jobs, I would say in hindsight it all makes sense and all the <laughs> Right. <laughs> so throughout throughout my career I, I had three big passions or still have three big passions. One is technology. I just love technology and what technology can do. The second one is the productivity and the efficiency and the experience and how you can make lives easier through technology. So that whole, whole being efficient and, and building stuff such that you are more efficient. And the third one is people and mentoring and coaching and helping people to get to the next career step. Right. And so I worked in productivity tools for a while. And then I saw that opportunity for head of product management for recruiting technologies back at Amazon. And I was like, huh, some, somehow that brings all the three areas together. And I've, I've loved it since. Like it, it seems to be the sweet spot for me where, where I can really live all my three passions. Yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, ask this very same question to everyone I interview and, and I, we, I get, such a you know a variation and variety in the responses so one of my previous guests said i i kind of fell into it i actually i've heard that a couple of times they fell into it but yeah i appreciate you sharing about that you've worked for for some big brand names as you mentioned mentioned bcg amazon microsoft to name a few i'm wondering you know how can companies alleviate some of the burnout that's found in today's recruitment process, both on the company and recruiter side, as well as on the job candidate side? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And a question that all, all of my previous employers and pretty much everyone in the industry, I think is struggling with. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the challenge is twofold. Like there's, there's too much, but not enough of the right stuff. So it's so a lot of noise and it's really hard to find the signal. And, and that is true for recruiters as well as for candidates. For recruiters, they, they often get a lot of applications for the job postings. So they have huge amounts of profiles, applications to go through, which takes a lot of time. But at the same time, the final slates are, are in many cases rather thin and they don't find the actual quality of candidates that they were looking for. Similarly for candidates, they, they have all those job postings out there, but, but which ones really to double down and, and which ones really to, to apply to and, and leverage finding that out is hard. And, and very often there are adjacent jobs to the job I applied to that I'm not even aware of, but I would be even equally qualified or even better qualified. And I think, I think what we've seen lately over the last, I would say, five plus years, is that AI can really help with that. AI can help because it, it can address huge amounts of data that, that humans cannot like personally go through it at the same efficiency and, and at the same speed. And right. so it can help us to to pre-select and it can help help us to to widen our horizon quite a lot. So looking at more candidates, looking at more jobs, getting adjacent jobs recommended, looking at candidates that might have applied in the past, being reconsidered, even if applied for a different job. Um, all those, all those abilities really come in by being able to look at all the candidates I have in the ATS. 
by looking at all the candidates I ever talked to. And I can only do that if I have technology support. And, and this is really where I've seen in the last five plus years, AI really coming in and, and really changing the game, both for recruiters in terms of getting that, that access to a much larger group of candidates, but also for candidates getting that recommendation and those adjacent jobs and that, hey, you might be a great fit there. Do you actually want to look into that job as well? Yeah, great stuff there. I, in my day job, <laughs> I handle employee brand and recruitment operations for Lifestance Health. And one of the challenges that we have with, I, the, the vendor will rename nameless, but it kind of, it kind of involves every vendor that does job board stuff. And one of the things that I always bring up as a suggestion to them is, because it's a problem on our side is that we get a lot of candidates that apply, which is good. However, we are in healthcare. And so we get a number of people that don't have the requisite degrees or credentials at all. And I say good for them for applying. However, we, we can't hire them. They're not a healthcare professional yet. If they go to school, they can become that. We'd be glad to talk to them. But one of the things that I'm wondering if you can answer this for me, if you think AI could help with this, is if the job boards, for instance, have two pieces of data. They have the, the applicant's resume, and they also have the job description. Do you think AI would be something that the job boards, for instance, could could be utilized to go ahead and maybe stop the candidate from applying for a job that they're severely underqualified for based on the job description and their resume and maybe suggest a job that's more suitable. Do you think AI could help with that? I think, I think it could certainly help with that. And there, there are things that we already see in LinkedIn premium, for example, where, where it tells you your degree of matching with a job. Like, how likely are you to be a good candidate for that job? Are you in the 25th percentile? Are you further down? Right. I think the, the other thing though is that there are probably also easier ways to doing that. And I think that's a little bit of a word of caution I would put out there today. Today, whenever we, we see a problem, AI is the answer to it because right. it's just what we like to do now. I think in those cases, just having like hard mandatory minimum requirements and enforcing those or highly suggesting those in the job boards, I think would already be a, a great first step. Because as you, as you know, like today candidates and, and I'm guilty of the same behavior, take minimum requirements as suggestions, not necessarily as minimum requirements. So I think there are even simple solutions where a job board would just tell you, hey, this actually really is a minimum requirement. <laughs> Might help. But but AI, I think minimum requirements are very, in your case, the healthcare minimum requirements are very clear and clear cut and black and white. So it would be easy to have heuristics that do that. But when it gets more to, well, Alphonse, you, you want to be that, technology officer, but you really didn't code for the last 20 years, according to your resume, I think that's where AI can help me to not apply for that job and just save my time. Thanks for that. Yeah, I I might be introducing you to my some of my vendors, which I know a lot of my listeners use these same vendors too, which will remain nameless, but they know who they are. 
Um, I just think because really the thesis behind this podcast is really improving candidate experience. And that's how I, I coach this to these vendors about how they could improve candidate experience and then help everyone help the companies, <laughs> help the recruiters, help, help the job seekers as well. I think everyone. So win, win, win all the way around in, in my estimation, but yeah. and, and avoid frustration on on every side because it's frustrating for recruiters if they get all those unqualified candidates it's frustrating for candidates if they apply and they never hear back or they get a decline right away like it can totally totally improve the candidate experience with very minimum minimal effort i totally agree with you so wanted to know you know how do you get hiring managers bought into the importance of a positive candidate experience It's a good question. Actually, in my experience, and, and maybe I'm just fortunate in for, for working in companies that put a high premium on on getting the right talent in. In my experience, it actually never was a challenge because we're hiring mostly in the tech sector, and and hiring managers already know that there's a war for talent, and hiring managers also know that talent have lots of opportunities because of that and so if you make the experience bad chances are and each hiring manager has has experienced that in the past that by the time you want to really talk to the candidate and start extending an offer they're already somewhere else so right. for, for us there's there's a really really high high broad and deep understanding that yes candidate experience is important you you need to engage the candidate you need to show them the purpose they can realize within your company and you also need to be relatively fast otherwise candidates have options that will go somewhere else and the harder the harder you make the candidate experience and the less engaging you make it and less personal the more likely you are to to actually lose that candidate that you really want to talk to hire so at, at bcg we we actually have a two-prong approach we put a lot of emphasis in that personal experience for the for the candidate like not having just automated processes in front of the candidate, but really connecting with them human to human and really providing them a white glove treatment. While at the same time, we try to provide technology to recruiters, to candidates, to make all the administ administrative parts as easy as possible. So making the technology as seamless as we can and then spending our time in that personal interaction with the candidate. We have a big project going on where we modernize our whole recruiting stack and and the name the project name of that of that endeavor is ht squared and ht squared for us stands for high touch that's the personal piece mm -hmm. and high tech that's the automation anything that's that's boring that's annoying that's administrative we want to automate that away and we want to put tech in there did i hear you say correctly high touch and high tech or was it High tech and high touch, or both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had an order in that, but if I needed to order, high touch would be the first priority for us. Gotcha. I love it. Yeah, I like the high touch, especially in such a high tech world that we're in nowadays. Keeping sort of that human touch, which was a title of an episode I did a couple of weeks ago with Lauren Aaron's, but she her goal was to you know really keep that high touch human touch, excuse me, in there. So there's, there seems to be a common theme between <laughs> that touch piece, which I think <laughs> is great. And I, I totally agree with it. After all, this is 
about relationships and about, you know, working as a, working as a team and, and communication, which I think is a embedded in what you're talking about whenever you're talking about human touch or high touch, it's, it's active communication with, between the company and, and the, the candidate looking to come on board at the company. And, and candidates, candidates want to join a place where they have purpose. They want to join a culture that they like, that they like. They want to join a team that, that aligns with their, their style and their values. So I think without that high touch, it's, it's very hard for candidates to, to decide where to go. And so if I, if I have two options, one is, one gives me that high touch and that, that good sense of what working in that team means. And the other one just gives me technology. I probably go to the high touch. Like I think it's, it's super important and, and a very human element. Yeah, I totally agree. I was just thinking there's been a lot of, I guess probably over the last 12 to 18 months or so. I mean, a lot of tech companies are are laying off folks. I'm wondering, like, how does a company that's still hiring, <laughs> but also, and, and in the tech space, like, how do they, you know, how do they work through that? Especially if they might have laid off employees in one section of the company, but in another section that they're still hiring, like any insight into that? I wish, I wish I had the, the silver bullet and the, the golden formula for doing that. Right. I, I think what we, what we do see a lot, especially in tech companies right now is two things. Like one is there was, I think, I think it's a fair statement to say there was some overhiring during COVID. Sure. Both rates were projected, but, but then changed post COVID. But also I think what we see adding to that and that makes the numbers look, look even higher and then they would do otherwise. It's just the normal shifting of priorities within companies and. You see that in the, in the press announcements, like throughout the industry. It's, it's often certain businesses that get deprioritized and, and resources get moved to other businesses. And so you, you see that as a candidate, you see that weird pattern where at the same time, you, you see news about a company laying off people while they're posting new jobs. And I think the, the critical, in my mind, the most critical piece there really is internal communication, like really making sure that your employees understand what's what's going on, that they have some predictability as to what decisions are made, how are they made, and that you don't get into that salami tactics where a few today, a few tomorrow, and as an employee, you never know like what, what the full scope is and when it will end. Yeah, I, th I think, uh, I don't know if that's the the silver bullet, but I think that is a <laughs> very valid you know answer in that communication is what your, your answer was. I heard your answer was communication. And, yeah. and that's, I think that lends itself back to the human touch and the high touch. So yeah, I, I agree. Communication is the key. Is there just one tip that you'd have for others that's either no budget or low budget that would help improve a company's candidate experience? I think I would, I would give two tips actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One is make it easy. Make it make it super easy. Like I'm I'm often baffled by application processes and how much time it, it takes to fill out an application and how clunky that is. Yep. I connect my LinkedIn profile, I update my resume and then it still asks me for my first name. And I'm like, what? 
really. So leveraging cheap, not as in low quality, but easy and, and fairly, fairly easy to acquire technology to make candidate experience easier, simpler. Use LinkedIn Recruiter to find the right people. Use things like LinkedIn Easy Apply to, to really give that one click to additional fields experience to candidates and really lower the bar there. I think, I think that's a super critical tip in order to, especially for smaller companies in order to, to get attention and to get applications from more candidates that you, that you're interested in. Because if it's a small company and it's super tedious to apply, then why would I do it if I'm a qualified candidate? Sure. I think the second one is being responsive. And I think that goes as much to the recruiting and candidate experience as it goes to your brand reputation. Right. Because we see so much ghosting today. We see so much people applying and never hearing back. And I think that's just bad form. Like there's, there's so little cost in just saying thank you, but didn't work out. And those, those basic like hygiene and manner things, I think do a, do a big piece to whether candidates will come back to you whether they might look for other jobs with you and how they perceive your brand overall. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I appreciate the tips that you shared with listeners today. I'm wondering if listeners wanted to get a hold of you, how could they do so? Well, I just made a plug for LinkedIn. I think it's a great <laughs> platform for professionals. So I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm fairly active there. I think it's a great network. Would, would love to connect with your listeners there. Alphonse, thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Thanks for listening to the Candidate Experience Podcast. You can reach out to us via our website, thecx.xyz. That's T-H-E-C-X dot X-Y-Z. 